you by the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com Eddie George Talk Radio Good afternoon, and welcome to Radio by George with your host, NFL superstar, Eddie George. For the next hour, Eddie and his guests will enlighten, empower, and entertain you. Now here's the man of the hour, Eddie George. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another great edition of Radio by George. I am your host. Eddie George coming to you, to you every single Monday at 3 p.m. That's right. This is my hour. Thank you for joining me today. As usual, i got to give you all the, the update on EG and what I've been doing over the past week or so since last Monday. And I'd say that it's been a productive, a productive week for the kid, you know. Um... Some good things coming up for me on the uh, business side of things, and uh, also in school, it's going well. I just got my uh, my paper back. I did a uh, marketing paper for my final uh, for class, and uh, I'm proud to say that your boy got an A. <laughs> Who would have thought that I could get an A in Kellogg? That's amazing. <laughs> but no, and I know what you're thinking, and no, no one wrote it for me. I got I had some somebody had to proofread it, but I put all the materials together. I, put, I did everything I had to do to earn mine. So, with that being said, I'm very happy about that. Went to, just got back from Chicago this weekend, um, and it was uh, as usual it was cool, man. But I tell you, those classes, man, woo, sitting in there for an econ, taking econ courses for six hours with fifteen minutes, three fifteen minute breaks. Within those six hours, just the yeah, the the just the sit there and 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 absorb all that information in six hours, man. Who I was looking for a loaded gun after a while. No, not to kill nobody. Just for myself, I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to take myself out for a minute. But anyway, glad to join y'all today. Got a good show to y'all today for y'all. You know what? It's about me and you today. You know, you and the listeners. Got a couple of topics on the board. You know, obviously this past weekend was the NFL draft. I know everybody's been looking at that. I know you get looking at your your fantasy football teams or your favorite football team and see if you got who you got. And I want to hear from you, the listeners, of your favorite team, if you agree with the draft picks, if you like them, if you don't like them, if you think it's a bust, if you think there are some moves that some people should have made. I want to hear from you. There's a lot, a lot of uh, interesting things have happened. I'm getting some mixed reviews on certain teams. You know, I'll briefly go over it in a minute, but it was uh, it was an interesting draft overall. I thought it went straight down the line like it was supposed to. You know, you look at um, all the kids that are, that are, have come out from Jake Long to uh, uh, to Chris. Excuse me, to Chris Long. Um, he went with everybody went accordingly as planned. So. It was um, it went well, it went very well for the kids. So we're gonna get into that a little bit later on. Also, this past week I went to uh, out to L.A. for the best damn sports show, where 
I hope you guys checked it out. It was on last week, and I'll be on next week as well. And, you know, we had the rookies come on. And I'll tell you what, this kid, uh, Mendenhall, Rashard Mendenhall, who went to Pittsburgh, who <laughs> He's got to see my man Antonio Pierce. He, he challenged him on the show. It was, it was pretty interesting. This kid is, you know, 5'9", 200-something pounds, and I don't think he fully understands the uh, <laughs> what he's walking into. But, you know, the question came up on the show. He said to Antonio, well, if we meet in the hole, well, John Sally asked him, he says, well, if you meet Antonio in the hole, who's going to win? I always said, uh... You know, it's, it's going to be a good battle, but I'm not going down. He's going down. And I look like, wow, a rookie is saying this to a, an all-pro vet? You know, this kid, he's got, he's got some, you know, he got some nads on him. I was, I was pretty impressed. I like that. I like the running backs, you know, going against the defensive players and calling them out like that. But it was cool, you know, last week. So it was good. But moving right along into the show, what I got plan for y'all today we got the obviously the NFL draft we can talk about the Sean Bell case and and the uh, interesting verdict that uh, happened up in New York let's get some thoughts about that and obviously uh, the presidential election update as well but uh you know looking at the draft over the past weekend I had some definite winners and I'm gonna have to say looking at it all I have to say Miami had the best out of everybody in the draft. I mean, you know, for as, as much as I don't like Bill Parcells as a head coach and what he did to me in Dallas, I got to give it to him. He, he did a great job in the draft, you know, obviously locking up the the first pick of the draft uh, with Jake Long weeks ago. He identified some of the weaknesses in his defense. He got a defensive end, which is also good. And I just think, um, you know, they, they, they addressed the, the, the top issue as far as offensive line, Miami did. But what I would love to see is how they're going to address this quarterback situation. That's going to be interesting. Some of the other teams that looked good in the draft, I have to say, was the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, that's an interesting pick with, with Rashad Mendenhall. I think it's a good one-two punch, but I don't know if, if the running back, Willie Parker, who's coming off of this broken leg, is fully healed, I mean, that, that pick is a little, little odd, you know, to pick a running back in the first round, same type of runner as Willie Parker. He really isn't a true change of pace back. You know, Willie gets it on the inside. He's an inside runner, looks to get outside, whereas Mendehall is between the tackles. He's not going to make you miss. He's... He's not um, that dynamic. He's not on the level of uh, Adrian Peterson or um, the kid that just came out, Darren McFadden. He's not on that level. But he is the same type of back, which leads me to believe that I don't know how healthy or the organization thinks that how healthy Willie Parker really is. So that's an interesting pick. I mean, I don't know. Willie may be out for a little while, so but I think they did a great job overall in, in their draft picks, picking him. Uh, they also picked up the receiver, Lima Swede, out of out of uh, out of Texas. And uh, this kid is, you know, from what I understand, is the truth. You know, he can compliment Hines Ward well. You got my man on the outside, and um, uh, from Ohio State, 
Good Lord, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I should know this kid with so many names. But they're going to have a great trio of receivers um, coming up this year along with them. And, you know, Pittsburgh is not wasn't far off from being a dominant force in the playoffs. You know, they, 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 gave, they gave Jacksonville uh, some fits without Willie Parker. So I think that's that's I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have a, a heck of a team because there's not too many holes they needed to fill. And I know you Pittsburgh Steelers fans out there are pretty excited about hearing that. I mean they're not too far off. Ben's got some weapons now. Um, they, they got uh, like I said they got a good a great tight end. They got a good wide receiver coming in. They can help Hines Ward out a little bit. And obviously the defense is always stout. So I really really like what Pittsburgh did. You know, with Tennessee, so many people are, 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 are hating on the fact that Tennessee picked this running back out of East Carolina. I, 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 and I think they did a, a great job. I mean, some, some people are questioning this kid or even the pick. You know, and here's my thought about it. You know, everybody says Vince Young needs to get a wide receiver in the draft. Well, coming from this organization – and having played for them and the coaching staff and the, the scouting group, they've never really identified a great receiver from the years that I've been there. And for the type of offense that they wanted to, to present or, or philosophy that they want to have, a dynamic, fast receiver won't fit that. It's just not going to happen because Vince Young, I don't know if he can consistently get him the ball or even – if they can create a system um, that's uh, really based on timing, it's based on uh, structure. Vince is more of a, of a guy getting out of the pocket and can look for his receivers downfield. You're looking for, that, for, for, for them to invest into a top-flight receiver. You've got to have a, 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 a great offensive system, and I don't think the Titans have that necessarily, and they're going to have that with Vince Young. So that's, that's my thought. I, I don't think they, they needed to invest in a, a, a wide receiver at this point in time because, number one, you saw that there were no receivers taken in the first round, so there was no one explosive or exciting enough to spend that much money on for events, for events to throw to. And secondly, what they're looking for for the Titans, for Vince Young, is another dynamic, fast football player in the form of a running back who can complement Lindell White and open up other things. This kid is dynamic. I mean, I, I, had some, I watched some film on him. He's an upright runner, which is okay. But what he does very well as a running back, he's able to cut and get upfield right now without wasting time. And that's something that, that you don't teach. You just got to have a good feel for that. And he has the feel. Based off of the film that I've seen and his combine, he can definitely get it done. And his burst speaks for itself. He runs a 4-2-4. So, you Titan fans, you know, don't worry. I think that this guy is going to be the real deal. He can compliment Vince. He can also be a returner. He can also line up as a receiver and pretty much open up this dynamic offense. And not to mention, Mike Heimerdinger, who was my offensive coordinator when I played for Tennessee, moved to uh, the Jets, then was the offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. Now he's back in Tennessee. He loves running backs that can hit the edge right now, and this kid can definitely do it. And you've got to also look at it, too. Tennessee 
was a playoff team last year. So, with that being said, there's not too many holes they need to fill. Vince Young just needs to really step his game up and be the quarterback that everybody expects him to be, bottom line. You know, his receivers weren't catching the ball for him as much. I give him that. But he's got to really embrace the position, hone his skills, embrace the craft, and become the quarterback that he was or, or, or people are expecting him to be. That's the bottom line. And that's going to take time on his behalf because he is getting a new coordinator. And, and, and Mike Heimerdinger, <laughs> if people you follow, if you follow football and if you really are a, a true football fan, you understand Heimerdinger is a coach that you really can't have a, a beer with and, and talk to and, and, and open yourself up to. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not that type of guy. He's, he's, he can be rather abrasive and explosive. Uh, when he's coaching the football field, but I give I give him the, the the fact that he can call the game and he can put his team in the best position. Also, uh, some hot topics in the NFL as well. You know, everybody in Atlanta, ATL, they're still ailing over the loss of their beloved Michael Vick, and they drafted uh, Matt Ryan. But we're going to talk about and more of the hot topics in the NFL about Chad Johnson. Also, Brian Erlacher's contract. Will he see a new contract? Let me see what your thoughts are. Call in or IME at eddieradiobygeorge.yahoo.com. And uh, I'll talk to you all in two minutes. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. The Cherry Douglas Show, with the CEO of Worldwide Music Incorporated and the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Cherry Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Cherry Douglas Show. Join Cherry each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Cherry Douglas Show with Kerry Douglas broadcasts each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Kerry Douglas Show with Kerry Douglas, your premier source for faith based entertainment, news, events, and trends. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. 
success. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Welcome back to Radio by George. That's right, you heard the number. You might see it on your screen, and you can't call in if you're at work and you're not supposed to be looking at this or hearing the radio show. Just type it in if you've got a question. That's, you can call, you can reach me at radiobygeorge.yahoo.com. And let me know what your question is. If you have a question about the draft and we're doing the draft recap, please call in. All right, I just left off talking about um, Vince Young and what he needs to do, and some of the issues down at ATL. And by the way, the kid, the wide receiver that went to Ohio State for Pittsburgh, his name is Santonio Holmes. How could I forget that? Gosh, too much traveling. But anyway, you know, I was thinking about, you know, this kid, Matt Ryan. He is going to Atlanta um, with a lot of expectations on his shoulders. I mean, he's he's going in there with the the look of, all right, we're changing direction, you know, given the fact that Michael Vick, if when he comes out, um, if he will ever come back and play, that his situation there is obviously over. But as far as uh, Ryan, um, he's got he's to win some people over, you know. Uh, that city, you know, the majority of the people down there um, uh, are of the African-American uh, culture and they have embraced Michael Vick in that city as an icon, and it's some issues that they may have to work out through that. But I think overall, you know, when when you look at it, football has the ability to break all all barriers, and that's racial, uh, financial, economical, whatever. You know, it, it transcends beyond it. I think once they see this kid and really see the big time arm and ability that he has, it will erase all of that. And you know, I just I feel I feel good for Arthur Blank because you know this hasn't been a great year for him. You know, dealing with Mike's issue and and having the coach, his head coach, uh, leave the, the the night of, you know, sneak out of town, um, going to Arkansas, and you know, felt betrayed. I mean, so I think this is the beginning of a good situation, and they did a great job. Also. Uh, drafting a, a, a tackle to protect them in, in the same draft, you know, Sam Baker out of Southern California. So I think they are a team um, looking to mend, uh, looking to uh, move on and beyond uh, their current situation. And I think they, they made that statement yesterday by, uh, by drafting Matt Ryan overall. And I personally, I didn't think they were going to do it. Um, but um, they did. I thought that Matt Ryan would probably go to Baltimore. And uh, that's it as far as Atlanta. I think, uh, you know, overall, you know, Dallas had a great, great showing. There was uh, a bit of um, 
there was uh, some some people kind of down on that pick. You know, the first pick with um, the kid out of Arkansas, uh, Felix Jones. You know, explosive kid, and if some people felt that uh, Rashard Mendenhall should have should ha- should have gone to Dallas, but you know, my 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 thing to that is. Why draft a running back of the same type of skill set? You know, you've got Marion Barber, who is a beast, you know, who's starting to come into his own, um, who was a backup to Julius Jones last year. And I'll get into more of I still think he's a backup. I don't think he can get it done week in and week out. And that's just my personal opinion because he was a backup at Minnesota and a backup in Dallas. He, he, he embraced that role. But – to draft the same type of back and it doesn't it wouldn't work out well especially in the first round it just wasn't wouldn't work out well i think that this kid felix jones is so explosive and dynamic that you can do so much with him in the backfield you can put him at slot you can put him on the split back position you can let him get in there and get uh 10 to 15 totes per game you know without too much pounding and complement each other you know, this kid can open up an already explosive offense with Terrell Owens, Jason Witten, and uh, the, the possibility of a healthy Terry Glenn coming back. I think, I think Dallas, Jerry Jones is, you know, doing something down there. And years prior, he wasn't taking over. The last three years when Bill was there, he wasn't taking over the GM position. So this year he had his hands on that draft, and it's a, it's a reflection of, of Jerry Jones and what he's trying to do. He's trying to win now. Hell, he even took a chance on bringing in Pac-Man Jones. You know, and that's a, that's a whole other issue where, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, Pac-Man is, is, a, is a talent. You know, let's break it down. You know, I know he has the off-the-field off issues, and I'm not going to even go there. You know, I think, I think he, he needs to understand. I think he understands at this point in time that this is his last chance. You know, not too many people go to Dallas and you leave Dallas to go other places. And this brother's got to understand he's going to be tempted when he goes to D-Town. His D-Town got the spots he likes. Oh, yeah, everywhere. It's like a church on every single corner. There's a strip club on every single corner in Dallas. So he's got to understand that if, when, if and when he gets reinstated. But given that, you know, as a player, what has he really done while he was in Tennessee, despite the returns? Was he an all-pro at the cornerback position? Was he, um, did he shut down corners, I mean receivers? Was he a shut-down corner? In my estimation, when I really break it down, he had the talent, the ability, but he hasn't proven that yet. And I'm just wondering what all the big hoopla is about about Pac-Man Jones going to Dallas. I mean, yeah, he can return punts. He can return, you know, the interceptions. He's exciting. But in terms of, of, of true ability to lock down the corner and not put your team in a bad position because of uh, a judgment error, like getting a, a 15-yard um, personal conduct penalty for pushing somebody because of his attitude. And, th- and those are the things that, that, you know, Jerry is going to be bringing in to that Dallas culture. And I think, you know, in Dallas they have the team and the players to to kind of manage that that type of 
uh, Pac-Man's personality in the locker room. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's a great move, but Jerry Jones is a, is a, is a, is a, he's a genius. And uh, he's going to get Pac-Man Jones at a discount in a situation where he has to take this contract or pretty much no one else is going to touch him. And it's going to be incentive-laden, incentive you know. And that's something that I would do, I'm pretty sure Jerry would do, so he feels like Pac-Man can, can make his money up. So, but outside of that, I think Dallas is in a great position to make some, some serious, serious moves. You know, uh, Baltimore also had a decent draft. You know, that, that's a, a coin flip. I just don't know too much about this kid, Joey uh, Flanco, and this is one of the emails that I got from somebody in, uh, in Cincinnati. Do I think Joey Flanco is going to be a, a great football player for the Baltimore Ravens? And, you know, with rookies, you never know what you're going to get with the rookie. I mean, you just don't. You can pick number one, two, three, four, five, six. All different types of rounds you don't know. There are fourth round actually the fourth round picks over the last few years have have superseded the expectations. And they become superstars. You know, Marion Barber was a fourth round pick. Uh Tom Brady was a fourth round pick. And so on and so on. So it's um it's 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 a, some interesting times. So you just don't know. Uh, to answer my man's question, you know, Flanco, you know, he comes from Delaware. The question about him is his competition, his level of competition. Yeah, he has a big arm, but guess what? He hasn't seen the type of speed and closing speed in the secondary that he will see on the next level. I, I can guarantee you that. He has not seen that. So with that being said, we'll see about that. All right. Some of the bust that I think I see in the NFL in this draft. You know, looking down the list, um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see too many guys. I mean, this draft was an interesting draft because there weren't a lot of a skilled position players um, drafted. This was a draft that consists of an offensive lineman, defensive lineman, um, very safe picks. You know, Darren McFadden probably. I, I, I can't foresee this guy being a bust. I'm sorry. He, that, that dude is big. And when I, when I say he's big and fast, I met this kid in person. You know, I'm 6'3". He's looking me dead in the eye. And I was 6'3". I played around 227. He's 6'2", six, six, two, 220, and fast. 4'3", three, 3. Now, if you don't know what 4'3", three, 3 is, it's like, how can I explain it? It's like if you were to bounce a tennis ball uh, 10 yards away from a starting point, bounce a tennis ball, he can pick it up off of one bounce. And that's hard to do. That's explosion. That's explosion. Just, just think about that. This kid is fast and dynamic, so I don't see him being a bust. I will say this. I will say this. The, the, the one kid possibly that could be a bust, could be Vernon Goldson out of Ohio State. Possibly. I'm not too sure if this is his position. I mean, they play a 3-4 position at, Ohio, in, uh, at, the, at the Jets. And physically, you know, his measurables are off the chart. No question. I just don't know if he can do it week in and week out or if he has the true passion to want to be... Um, an LT type. I don't know if his motor runs like that. 
I think looking at his Michigan game last year, yeah, he can do it. And he will be seeing Jake Long twice a year, who he dominated. But the one kid where people might be saying that he could turn into a bus could be burning. But if I'm a betting man and I know my old state family, he, he, he can get it done. Also, my man Dominic Rogers Cromartie out of TSU. I love that pick right there. He is uh, with the Arizona. He is an absolute beast. He is the cousin of uh, Cromartie out in uh, San Diego, Antonio Cromartie. So, with that being said, we're going to segue into a break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about Chad Johnson. Should he or shouldn't he get traded? And also Brian Erlacher, who's trying to get some more money. You better do it while you're healthy, big dog. So we'll talk about that and more when we come back in two minutes. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle me. It's pretty scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This'll all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This'll all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. VoiceAmerica.com 
You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Welcome back to the show. Talking about the NFL draft, doing the uh, the overview, the, the cap of the draft, and I got an email talking about uh, wanting to know from Thomas from Ohio. Wanted to know what your rookies expect after they get drafted. Well, Thomas, they should expect um, they should expect pretty much to embrace. The moment, really. I mean, it's going to be fast. It's not going to be easy. There's a level of transition given, you know, where what position you're in, you're at, like whether defensive back, uh, quarterback, running back, whatever. You know, there's that transition that you have to make on the field, and the biggest transition is getting used to the speed of the in the defense, the defensive and offensive linemen. I will never forget my first day in camp. That was mini camp. Um, where you gonna have to be in pads? It was like right around this time, just to get an evaluation of you know what they drafted and all. And there was a play that I had to bounce outside, and it was a pulling guard at the time. It was uh, Bruce Matthews and Brad Hopkins. And I wound up getting this the ball on a stretch play, and Bruce pulled out in front of me, and I couldn't believe. How fast he was. I mean, he left me. I was about six yards behind. And I'm not that slow. I mean, I wasn't, I'm not slow. I wasn't slow. But I was just shocked at how fast and how athletic um, he was and, and how, how I had to keep up and I had to adjust. So with that being said, they're going to have to get used to the speed of the game. And that's why it's so important for them to just don't put too much pressure on yourself. The thing that they can do and they, what they should do is just try to understand the concept of defense of the defense of the offense. Pick up on the terminology, get in your playbook, become a student of the game, understand your formations and, and things of that sort. And then over time, as you see it and you get used to it, you get used to the guys. The speed will take care of itself. You'll adjust to that eventually. You know, right around week eight. But the biggest adjustment that they're going to have to make is that is the time on your hands. When you have time with your hands as an NFL player, you know, you go from not having much time and money to having a lot of time and a great deal of money depending on where you get drafted. Now, like Pac-Man Jones, for instance, he had a great deal of time and a lot of money, and he wanted to spend that time in strip clubs. So, you know, on some levels that's cool, you know, I've done it in the past, and and in my younger days, I went there, but I was cordial about it. I didn't make it rain and all that stuff, what they do now. But the thing that you have to understand is, you know, you've got to gravitate toward things and be smart, and that's where kids get in trouble, you know, is that time after practice, and um, you can you have the freedom to, to go have a drink without anybody supervising you, and and that's when it spirals out of control. And then you hear about the DUIs and the domestic violence issues and all this other stuff because there's a lack of control there. 
And I would just advise these boys to be smart, man, because the minute that you sign, the minute that you enter into the NFL, you got a bullseye on your back, not just from, um, like, uh, groupies or, or hanger owners, but from every single angle. You know, you got people or, or just in the community, you know, you don't, you probably make more than they ever see in a lifetime just playing football. So there's a level of jealousy there. So people want to see them fail secretly. So with that being said, you've got that bullseye on your back. You've got to really manage your time and manage your space in terms of people that you keep around you wisely. And, you know, you want to bring in old friends, but even your old friends you've got to look out for because their motives shift once you shifted into the NFL. They figure, well, you know what, I can create these business opportunities and um, he can invest in this and that and, you know, we can go here and there. And, and again, some of those things are cool, but at the end of the day, it can also wreck your funds, it can wreck your time and shift your focus. So the best advice I can give these guys, man, is to really put great advisors around you going into the NFL, financial advisors, you know, um, a trustworthy agent, and keep your friends small, keep them in a circle. You know, that's, that's what I can say. And that's what I've done. I've definitely made some mistakes along the way, but uh, I've learned my lessons, and, and that's it. Um, and what are, you know, some of the, the, the good things that, that come about it is that you can enjoy the fruits of your labor, the hard work you know, uh, for these rookies coming in. Enjoy the moment. Embrace it because guess what? It doesn't last for long. But more importantly, understand that the game that they play, it's only pure in the park. And what I mean by that is when you're out playing football with your five best friends on a Saturday afternoon, with your cooler of beer on the side, you guys pick teams, you, kick, you throw the ball downfield to your friend, and they run, you tackle him, you get up, shake his hand, whatever. That's when it's pure. That's when it's fun. That's when it's the love of the game. That's when you're being a kid again, and that's cool. But once you bring in concessions, and I'm talking on, even on the, the Pop Warner level, that's when it's political, that's when it's uh, about motives, and that's when it's about business. <laughs> so... When you are playing on a business level at this point in time, so definitely embrace it for what it is. And once it starts to become a job, and once you start not having fun and you feel like it's a grind, you know, like most, that's when you kind of know it's over and it's time to move on to other things. You can get hurt that way. And uh, that's it. Also got another email talking about uh, Chad Johnson. Chad has been the hot topic of the NFL over the last few weeks. And here's my thing. My thing. You know, there's an article that came out in USA Today where Keyshawn Johnson gives his take on it. He's saying that Chad Johnson is going about this in the wrong way. Well, first of all, I don't know what Chad's gripe is. I just don't know. All I know is that he wants to leave Cincinnati. So give Chad what he wants. You have to understand Chad's personality. First of all, he's a beast on the field, but secondly, he's a polarizing force in the locker room. He's, he is the leader. He is the fran- face franchise 
for the Cincinnati Bengals. Like him or love, hate him or love him, he that's what he is. So if he's unhappy and he doesn't want to be there, he calls out Carson Palmer, calls out most of his teammates, he's going to be a disruption on that football team. So for Marvin Lewis to hold him hostage and call his bluff has created a huge separation between the communication and relationship with Chad Johnson. So at this point, he is a liability to your football team. And Marvin should know this because he said it last year. He was tired of his antics. He was the reason they were losing. He was doing this and that. So now you have an unhappy Chad Johnson, not based off of production. I don't know what Chad's issue is, but he's unhappy. And what's going to make him happy, I don't know. But they had a chance to, to, to get a first-round pick and a third-round pick that could have materialized to a first-round pick from the Washington Redskins next year for Chad Johnson, for a wide receiver. Marvin, come on. Here was your chance to win your locker room back. Here was a chance for you to finally put your foot down on that organization, on that team, and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're not about celebrating on the field. We're, not about, we're about winning football games. We are a team. Yeah, you're, you're missing Chad. You're going to miss Chad Johnson. But at least you've addressed the issue and said, okay, you know what? This is my football team. Now you have a player that you, you don't communicate with well with right at this point in time, and you've called him out. He, and you know Chad's going to, going to buckle up. So I, I don't know. I think, I, personally, I think Chad should go ahead and leave. I think he should say, okay, you know what, let's trade him, let's get him out of here, he's unhappy, let's revamp this football team, let's go off of defense first. I mean, some people will say, oh, well, you know, they're going to miss Chad, he's one of the best in the game. Yeah, no doubt. But how many games have they won? When's the last time they've been to the playoffs? Just with offense. Their issue is defense. You can risk losing the receiver. you still got TJ on the other side. And you can get a young receiver and, and allow him to develop um, on the other side, I'm talking about T.J. Huzmanzada. And then you can have another receiver um, that they just drafted come in and get developed while, 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 while T.J. is still the man. He could be your number one. But a strong running game in the defense will win you, will get you 11 to 12 wins every single time. I don't care what anybody says. The passing game, uh, the explosive passing game is a luxury. It is the icing on the cake. But it's not the case. Guaranteed. So I think Chad should leave. Got another email talking about should Brian Erlacher sit out this year for a new contract. I say yes. And the reason why I say yes is because Brian, uh, like most players, you know, at this point in time, he signed a nine year deal. And right at this point, it's undervalued. And the argument is, is well, how can players go back to the table when he should just live out their contract? Well, again, this is business, and like most owners would do, if you're not productive and you're, not, and you're a half a step slower and you still have five more years on that $70 million contract, guess what? You'll be cut. So while he has leverage, while Brian has leverage, he's the face of the franchise, still playing well, he's still young, go get it. I encourage him. But you know what? These are the taxes that you take. Say you want to get traded, you're not happy. That's what you have to do to get there. And that's the part of the business. We're going to come back for our fourth quarter, so call in. Continue to send the emails in. And I answer your questions as best I can. Also, you're invited to call in and talk to me as well. 
for our final segment in two minutes, y'all. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the fourth quarter. Now, the hour, we're at the bottom of the hour, and I have one quick announcement to make. If you haven't signed up for the EGX Kids Challenge going down this weekend, Saturday, May the 3rd, you can still sign on at egxlifestyle.com. Your child, you have to be between the ages of 8 and 13, it's going to go down in the Ohio Stadium. That's right, the house that I helped build, that I created all that wonderful magic. <laughs> so it's going to go down there. It's, um, it's going to be a good event. So if you're interested, please call in. I mean, go there to the website and register link. All right, so we're going to finish up this final hour. And, uh, excuse me, it was 8 to 14. Sorry, 8 to 14. Somebody just hit me up with that information. Uh, you know, I had a long weekend. You know, I had sat in econ class. I have all these numbers and names, SOMA, and all this other crap going on my head. I'm just still trying to clear it out. Decompressing off the weekend. That's some intense stuff. So bear with me. But anyway, moving right along in the draft, some of my highlight picks. I think that, um, so, you know, some of the highlights are like uh, Chris Johnson. I really like him for the Tennessee Titans, picked at number 24. 
I also really like the uh, Tampa Bay pick with Aquib Talib, the cornerback out of Kansas. Some people thought that Tampa Bay was going to go with a a, uh, a wide receiver. I thought so, too. But um, it was uh, interesting, you know, that they picked their corner. I guess they figured that uh, the defense is definitely aging, and that's been the, 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 the heart and soul of that team, so they got to address those issues. And uh, we'll see. But I will say this, though. Some people think that the Oakland Raiders aren't going to do anything this year but be the Oakland Raiders. And that may be true to to a certain extent. I, they, this team is putting together some talent. Granted, I don't know what Jamarcus Russell can do, um, but it is uh, he is he he has the potential to be a great one. But along with my main man Darren McFadden, uh, he'll take a lot of pressure off. I think that that team could surprise a lot of people because they had a great defense last year. They were just didn't have an offensive line, and they were um, they had no direction um, as far as offensively where they wanted to go. So I think Oakland could be a surprise team. I just got another email. Uh, what is it like being in Radio City Music Hall during the draft? You know what? You don't think about um, really where you are. You think about the event. So you just don't – you're not – in. I think when I played, no, when I got drafted, it was in the uh, Madison Square Garden, so I wasn't the radio. But, you know, I don't know. I guess it's a cool place. <laughs> it's all right. You know, you're thinking of where you're going to get drafted. At that time, you know, I'm thinking I'm, I can go eight or nine. Um, and, you know, with the slots, that's where you get paid the most money. So once they traded, once Houston traded out of that position of nine and went down to 19, I said, oh, <laughs> I said, I'm going to be here for a minute. You know, cameras in my face, and I'm fake smiling like I'm really happy, like I'm not sweating it out, you know. But inside, I'm like, oh, God, there goes the pins. Oh. <laughs> but uh, it turned out well. It came back up and got me. But uh, it's, uh, it's cool. But the experience of it all, it was really, really intense. Um, again, you have an idea of where you can go. They always speculate, um, well, he can go anywhere from five years. If you're not in the top two, you know, you can pretty much go anywhere. And, and that's the danger of it. You know, you look at Brady Quinn, and it's, 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 it's an intense environment. It can be happy once you get drafted, but you also get guys that, you know, feel like it was, uh, they have mixed feelings about it. And um, it's difficult. You know, it really is difficult to sit there uh, with your family and n- not know. You know, I, re- I remember the year that I-, I got drafted, there was one kid um, out of Texas A&M. Oh, man, who was his dog on there? I'm missing names today. But Leland McElroy. Leland McElroy was a running back who ran, like, a ridiculous time, a 4-2 flat or something like that. The only kid to run at the draft at the time. And he was, uh, because of his great workout, they said that he could possibly go in the top, uh, the top, the top of the draft. Well, to make a long story short, um, he was there with his family and friends, and he was the last one to leave. And at that time, you know, it was it was a lot longer. It was seven hours for the first round, so he didn't get a chance to chance to go home until like eight hours afterwards. 
and it's humiliating. It's um, you're you're frustrated. You don't know what's going on, and the longer you stay out there, the more teams are going to jump over you and 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 look at you. And say, well, we really don't have a place for them, and it just deflates you. It can be deflating. So you know, the whole experience is great. Um, it's a once in a lifetime thing. Um, it, it's a life changing event. It um, it's cool. But it's it's really not all it's hyped up to be when you're actually sitting there and, and uh, you've got cameras in your face, you're hoping to get drafted. So I hope I answered your question. Um, but, like I say, these kids, man, coming out, uh, embrace the moment, man. You know, it, it, it lasts a short time. And so many guys coming out year in and year out with high hopes. You know, some dreams are realized and other dreams are broken. You know, and all within one day. And, and really, it's not about how you get in. It's how you finish. It's, how, it's what you make happen within the time that you're in there. And some guys do it and some guys don't. Some guys go in thinking, hey, you know, I got drafted 1-2, I'm good. And it's a business move. They get the money and they move on. Some guys embrace the craft and grow and become better players and, and really want to succeed at it. And that's where you get your Hall of Famers. So the draft is just like going to Vegas. It's a crapshoot. <laughs> it's a crapshoot, you know. And that's, that's the beauty of it. And there's, there really is no right or wrong answer when it comes to the NFL draft. So that being said, uh, this year's draft overall, my whole opinion about it, it, was, it, was exci- it wasn't exciting. Um, little draft, you know, wasn't as sexy because you had a ton of offensive tackles and defensive ends go. It really wasn't all that exciting, but um, it definitely should help out. All right, I got three minutes to close, and I'm going to move on to some things, some brief announcements that I'm going to make. My wife isn't here; she's uh in Los Angeles. She's doing her vagina monologues again um, on a cruise coming up soon. And she's also going to be doing um, her show, SWV, on the cruise, too. So her birthday is tomorrow. My wife is turning 21 again. <laughs> For the last 17 years, she's been 21, so she's 21. Inside and out, baby. Happy birthday. And I don't know what to get you because, you, I mean, you, you're killing me here. You know, think about this. I, my, my, the first half of every year, I get hammered. All right? I have... My 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 son's birthdays are two weeks apart. My wife's birthday is shortly thereafter. Then I have my anniversary, Mother's Day, my mom's, my grandmother's birthday. My si- so I've got eight things to be creative about. And if I miss them, if I get just flowers or a card, that's not good enough. You know, I'm asking my wife. You know, what what can I get you? What do you want? Oh, you know, I don't want anything. I'm not. I don't need anything. I'm good. But- Yet and still, yet and still, when I do it, when I just get her any old thing, she's unhappy. Like one Christmas, she asked me to get her some uh, Spice Girl dolls because she loves the Spice Girls. She wanted the Barbie set, so I went out and I got the individual message, and it was cool, you know. But she didn't like it. She got mad. Said this was a, a gift that she felt like I didn't put much thought into. I said I got you the doll. But anyway, happy birthday, baby. So that's the end of our show. Same hour, same place next week. I'm Eddie George. I have a blessed week. Until next time, peace.
We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of Radio by George. If you have a question or comment for Eddie and just can't wait until next Monday, you can email him at info at radiobygeorge.com. Selected emails will be read on the air so your voice can be heard worldwide. Be sure to listen live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. See you next week.